and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast here, and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia, we have Diana to join us. Hello, hello. Hi, well, how did- are you this evening? I'm I'm great. I had a I I did a 5K this morning. I finished in good time. I was next to last, but I did beat the guy with the baby. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, it's you know it's 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 uh, you know it's about uh, uh, health and fitness, and so it you is. finished, and that's yes. what that's what matters, uh, uh, folks. You can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging. At hogwash.com. And Stacy's been known to blog at theothermccain.com and at other fine spots around the interwebs. And Diana has a blog post up at Dealey Advancement Services. I yes. do. I do. And we're going to roll with that because we usually talk about uh, the one the terrible crime scene in Valdosta. You know, uh, you know. Um, but uh, go for it. Okay. A little bit of background. Um, there've been sort of this, there's been over the last, oh, call it four months or so, there's been a spate of random bodies turning up in parking lots and uh, behind apartment complexes. Um, anyway, on Friday morning, a body was discovered. And um, all by itself, the story is is strange, and I'll get to that part of it. But my big issue was how absolutely horribly this was written. Um, <laughs> you're you're talking about the uh, the copy that got posted at WALB's website, right? Right. Now, if you actually listen to the young lady speak, it goes on for like two minutes. It's not a very big story, but it, she's she actually covers the yeah um, what happened and where the body was found and so on. But if you read this idiotic article, you will have more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Um, it begins informing us that an investigation has begun after a man was found dead at a Valdosta store Friday morning. Well, at least we know that a man was found dead, and it was in Valdosta on Friday morning. So far, so good. But was he found dead? He But he was found at a d- dead at a store. Inside, outside, all in pieces, all over town? We don't know. Um, and then they repeat the same information. Around 9 a.m., I don't like that imprecision, but 
Valdosta officers were called to a business in the 2100 block of Bemis Road to report to a report of a person being dead. <laughs> now, does anybody find that just the just a really weird locution, or am I just am I all alone? Wait, let me let me interrupt. Okay, let me interrupt to say that You're putting what, your editor what, hat on, aren't you, Stacey? What what is going on here is that local news media has been hollowed out <clears throat> um, uh, by loss of advertising, mainly. Um, and you know, therefore, the loss of revenue and and mm -hmm. stuff. The the newspaper I worked at in Rome, Georgia, uh, many years ago. The last time I visited there, there were like you know a newsroom that had had thirty or forty people in it before mm. was down to about you know six or eight people. Okay, and um and so there a lot of what is going on here is they're just reprinting uh the press release or the facebook post from the uh, police department anyways i'm sorry to um i'm you. sorry i know the chief she wouldn't allow something this idiotic to get out um when officers got on the scene what a horrible piece of writing they say they found a 70 year old man dead at the back of the store police say this was like there's your lead by the way <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's your lead. The lead is a 70-year-old man was found dead and police have opened a homicide investigation. We'll get yes. to that later though. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like this was the very first thing we were taught, okay? I know. Is that is that you know, why should I read this story? Yeah, why should I? Lead. Police have well, opened a homicide investigation after the body of a 70-year-old 70 man was found in the back of a local business. Well, it gets the problem is we still don't know that the body where the body was found. Was it found in back of the business? Was it found inside the business? How was the body found? That's never clear, by the way. But anyway, so how I would have written this miserable tale was that Friday morning at 9 a.m., Valdosta police room. Oh, and they don't even mention one of the actual crucially important piece of information. Friday morning at 9 a.m., Valdosta police officers re responded to a report of a body inside a business in the 2100 block of Bemis Road. Upon arrival, officers found the body of a 70-year-old man inside the business, located near some crucial information coming, hidden bank gaming machines. Hidden gaming machines. Yes. Would these be illegal gaming machines, I wonder? Here, yes. Anyway. So, and you know, what's really funny is that I'm just, I, it, it just drives me crazy. This is just so badly written that the usual plea for information is just absolutely not going to get anywhere because nobody has the faintest idea what they're supposed to know. Hmm or inform about. Anyway, I'm sorry. Stacy, well, you wanted to talk about football? 
Oh, 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 did I? Yeah, well. well do you uh, want him to talk about football? <laughs> Not really. But... It was the Army-Navy game. We're, yeah, we're down to that part of the season where the, where the only game uh, uh, of any importance played today uh, was the Army-Navy game. Uh, which was uh, an army victory. Uh, you know, the oh, I'm Navy sorry to got, hear that. Rob yeah, could have Na watched it then. <laughs> Navy uh, dominated uh, mm -hmm. this series for a long time, but uh, Army in recent years has come back, and so they mm -hmm. won 17 to 11. Uh, that unusual score of 11 happened mm -hmm. because um, uh, Navy went for two. Uh, when they were dead, they, they, they were trailing, uh, 17 to three. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Hang on a second. Let me get this right. They were trailing 17 to three. Yeah. They scored a touchdown and then went for two and didn't make it. So it was 17 to nine. And then on the last play of the game, uh, the Navy quarterback was sacked in his own end zone uh, for a safety. And so it was 17 Ow. to 11. By the way, uh, I uh, texted Glenn Reynolds to uh, give him some local news of this, is that mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, a uh, fumble uh, l late in the fourth quarter, um, Caleb Fortner uh, from Knoxville, uh, who is a sophomore, uh, Caleb Fortner uh, scooped up a fumble and uh, returned it uh, 44 yards for a touchdown. And um, uh, that, that you know, it had been 10 to 3 going into that. Uh, mm. it, but Caleb Fortner, uh, his brother, is a wide receiver for the Army team. They're both... Mm. Army cadets, right? Their parents are both Navy veterans. So, yeah, so so they come from a military background, but they're 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 uh, at West Point. But that's that's the big game of the um, uh, of of the day. Mm. And uh, let's see if there's mm. anything else. But no, that's it. Well, the, I wanted to get us before we got into the truly important stuff. Actually, this is truly important because it's about our betters out there. Um, the uh, At the COP28, uh, which is the uh, in climate summit in Dubai, this week they had a featured discussion on sustainable yachting. Sustainable uh, yachting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I read that and just, just began to laugh helplessly. Well, I mean, nobody, they were talking about electric and hybrid and hydrogen propulsion systems and battery technology and plant-based composites and bottom paints and modern photovoltaics, sustainable interior finishing, water management, oh. energy management, and very important for a yacht, air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, look, I mean, at least it... It well, if you're like, on a mega yacht, you know, below decks, it could get a little warm. Yeah, well, uh, at least a few of our betters really seem to want to be able to cruise on eco-friendly yachts while the rest of us live in 15-minute cities and eat bugs. 
it's not happening okay what, what do you mean by what what's the phrase 15 minute city oh they want oh you can't go any further than 15 minutes from your front door because everything is that you need uh, or are allowed to have is or that you're allowed to have is within, with yes need or allowed to have is it within 15 minutes of walking or bicycle riding? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I ain't living hand, like that. Well, look, <laughs> they I'm, can come get me in the hills. Well, I mean, well, Olin, if you want to talk about sustainable yachting, I'm so old, <clears throat> I can remember crewing on a boat propelled by sails. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, it, 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 it's all how you look at it, uh, Stacy. Everything we uh, have to consider is always uh, has to be considered in context. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, by the way, ah, not um, really. Um, <laughs> oh, no, um, it's context dependent. <laughs> no, nothing, anyways, nothing uh, is context yeah, dependent. The, uh, you know, you know uh, a little transition here. You, you know, mm. one of the things that they did uh, to get rid of quote unquote cultural bias right mm. in the SAT uh, SAT was to take out the analogy section. Okay. Because some people, <clears throat> I said, <clears throat> some people aren't very good at analogies and, and, and one or of metaphor the, uh, or similes and, and, or... and one of them was, was runner is to marathon mm. as oarsman is to regatta mm -hmm. <laughs> so so that was that was okay. something apparently that uh as uh, not knowing what a regatta is was uh, uh. apparently uh so so i well was... i grew up in redlands and that's like as far from i i mean yes you could get to the ocean but there wasn't much in the way of rowing or 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 yachting or anything where i grew up but i know what a regatta is a new yeah. in high school yeah i mean well, i didn't anyways, have any problem with the sats <laughs> anyways but 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 the the idea that uh uh not being able to do analogies right <sighs> uh you know is is you're somehow a victim because you can't do analogies correctly and don't know what a regatta is well see once again it's all the context dependent Yes. Well, anyways, uh, yes, I had a post today. Context dependent Ivy League president belatedly realizes maybe she answered that question about genocide wrong. And I quote, uh, what is sure to be the famous testimony where uh, um, uh, Congressman, um, Congresswoman, uh, what's Stefanik? What's yeah. her first name? Elise. Elise Stefanik of New York grilled uh, the Ivy League professors, trying to get them to say that calling for the genocide of Jews violates the harassment policy at Ivy League University. You would think okay. so, yeah. And, and, and the answer was, it is a context-dependent decision right <sighs> and, and it's like what are you talking about it it's like and 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 my point about this was was that look if neo nazis showed <clears throat> up at penn and tried to have an event 
Okay, I'm pretty sure Penn would find a reason to shut that down. Context be damned. Okay. I think that but, might seriously depend upon who invited the neo-Nazis. Well, the point being that, the point being that, that when these pro-Hamas students, these uh, <laughs> friends of Palestine, as they would style themselves, uh, when they do it, and they're progressive, see, and so this river to the sea, yelling in favor of intifada and stuff like that, uh, uh, slandering uh, um, uh, Israel, uh, that's all acceptable because mm -hmm. progressive, you know, but anyways, mm -hmm. um, uh, the calls, uh, for her resignation, uh, mounted and mounted and mounted. Uh, and, <laughs> and the fact is, is that, that even the democratic governor of, uh, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. Uh, was among those who, who uh, called for the, called it shameful. Um, uh, Liz McGill's uh, performance was shameful. Said <laughs> Governor Josh Shapiro. <laughs> okay, I, can you see me putting the parenthesis around this? Uh, but yeah, yeah, you don't want want to argue with Governor Shapiro. But but it, part, the part of this and, and the reason even Democrats are, are are upset about this is it messes up their Trump is Hitler. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, narrative, you know, and so well, uh, there was a wonderful meme floating around uh, that has a um, a picture of a um, the cover of a certain book, except the title has been changed to mind con mind context <laughs> mind <laughs> context. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, and uh, breaking late this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, 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 University of President uh, Liz McGill resigns after failure to condemn anti-Semitism. Now, that's the headline, by the way, uh, at Breitbart.com. Okay, uh, and that is the exact right. To, she resigns after failure to condemn anti-Semitism. If you go to media, media oh sources, um, uh, it was all about backlash, right? And they never, they, well, they, we they, did they, they didn't we did point out what it was that McGill had done wrong, you know, and, and they, <sighs> or they went, oh, it's the backlash, Republicans pouncing and so on pounce. and so forth. Pounce, pounce, pounce. I'm Anyways. sorry. The, the image of, of pouncing done by Republicans just, I'm, I'm sorry. We're not a, a group of people who, pounce particularly readily <laughs> yeah anyways and so and so now they have uh uh she will and by the way she will remain a faculty member she <sighs> had tenure uh at uh, the law school the Penn law school where <sighs> by the way despite um uh despite the um uh having tenure one of their professors there who criticized their affirmative action programs. And I lost her name, but I had breakfast with her uh, while speaking at an event that I can't talk about. Okay. It was one of these top secret uh, mm -hmm. uh, thought criminal conferences where I spoke along with the uh, mm. uh, Amy Wax. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Professor yes. Amy Wax, Amy who is Wax. a who is a very nice person. But she didn't deserve what happened to her. Yeah, I Amy, remember that. 
Amy Wax do, does not suffer uh, fools uh, gladly, and uh, and apparently they've admitted a lot of fools to uh, UPenn Law School, yeah. and and we see how that might have happened. Well, you know the other well, thing is, shout out, know, quick shout out here to Dana Pico, who related that uh, the over under was that she was going to resign on Monday. <laughs> Since there was a trustees meeting set for Sunday, yeah. well, the, um, the, I the, guess she decided to get out of the way of this avalanche. <laughs> well, there's one other interesting little tidbit that I can throw out about this. Uh, mm. Do you know who probably the uh, the most interesting uh, Penn alumnus is? Guy named Donald Trump. As, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's. I, I mean, that's just amazing. You know, when you think about it, that he's an Ivy League graduate. But as I, I've been saying for a long time, the Ivy League is decadent and depraved. And and people so thought nice. I was uh, engaged in hyperbole, but this week, no, is, no. Really. I mean, the whole poisoned, poisonous Ivy. Yeah, yeah, poison ivy. Uh, the poison ivies. Stick is big. yes, yes. Really and next, we're going to sing about calamine lotion. <laughs> no, no. Actually, we're going to talk about the usual suspects next. Uh -huh. oh. Representative uh, Ayanna Presley, a Democrat from Massachusetts, has called for allowing, and this is in scare quotes, incarcerated <sighs> citizens unquote to vote in federal elections and has also expressed her support for permitting individuals as young as 16 to vote. How about no? Well, I, here's the exit question. We won't let them buy cigarettes and we won't let them, uh, we won't let them buy alcohol. There is no, and those are dangerous things too, but seriously, have, voting is seriously dangerous. No. <laughs> well, they can have a sex change operation, though. But like, uh, here's, only here's, in some states. <laughs> this is well, they yeah, but uh, uh, here's the real question: How many votes would the Democrats pick up if 16-year-old incarcerated gangbangers could vote? You know, mail in with mail in ballots. Yeah. Well, you know the the uh, the the uh, who's counting alopecia? Are we are, are we doing alopecia? Because I I just I just now uh, googled Ayanna Presley. You know. Well, and, you could go let's ahead. Let's not. Uh, anyway, anyway, alopecia the, is just just annoying and painful. But so but let's you not see, the thing is, the Democrat constituency, uh, uh, certain portions of them uh, don't live much. Much past sixteen, these gangbangers, you know, they're well, they're often. It's not just that they're getting incarcerated; they're killing each other on the streets. So the younger that they're allowed to vote, the more votes for Democrats. Well, you know, but you know, before they flunk out of high school. <laughs> on, on the other hand, you know, we have all the other preparations for the coming election next year, including the. Alleged debates. Yeah, yeah. I, I I kind of went crazy with the scare quotes in the headline <laughs> of the Republican presidential debate, you know. And the the uh, uh, the uh, the featured image is from uh, uh, Breitbart again, 
I love using their their stuff. It, Christie attacks dictator Trump. He <laughs> wants to exact retribution, and it's a picture of of uh, Chris Christie with his mouth open, which is. Uh, <laughs> But no food going into it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Unusually, uh, but 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 the point is that none of the four candidates on the stage Wednesday night are going to be the Republican presidential nominee. Donald Trump leads all of them by at least thirty mm. points. So, what was the point of that televised exercise? By the way, by the way, I just want to point out the RNC. Mm. Uh, the Republican National Committee has now said it's not going to sponsor any more debates. We're within, <laughs> you know, six weeks, what, eight weeks of uh, the Iowa caucuses. And they're like, okay, we're not going to do any more debates. And so uh, good luck to y'all, you guys. Uh, it, I think it got four million viewers on whatever network that was. Uh, the network was so hard to find that Joy Behar, uh, said it was like her G spot. <laughs> Did you see what? that? What? Oh yeah! I didn't it, need that image. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, she's eighty-one years old. Is Joy Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Why is she? Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Skip Anyways, that. this was on the Just, view. Oh, I, uh, another show. Pass over it in watches. silence. <laughs> Anyways, but yes, I pass over this. Yes. Uh, what was the point of that televised exercise? Chris Christie's poll numbers are microscopically small, but he feeds the media's anti-Trump appetite. Um, uh, Anyways, but but yeah, he, he attacked Trump as a dictator, <laughs> saying the fact is that when you go and you say the truth about somebody who was a dictator, a bully, who's taking shots at everybody, whenever they're uh, giving them greatest service or not over time, who dares to disagree with him, then I understand why these three... Uh, the other three candidates on stage. Mm -hmm. These three are timid to say anything about it. Yeah, Chris Christie's polling somewhere around three percent. I think if that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so, so yeah, he's a big guy there. And um, uh, but the but the uh, best thing to come out of there was uh, the best line from from the whole thing was that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I think I'm pronouncing it you correctly. Are. Uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy got on there and said, all the conspiracy theories are true. Basically, 911 <laughs> was an inside job. I forget what it was. It was basically the Alex Jones uh, talking points. It, 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 oh, my God, the liberals just went crazy. Uh, but um, uh, but, the, but there's... He's gotten his fourth TV debate appearance and has completed the purpose of his Republican presidential campaign, um, uh, has Chris Christie. But uh, the anti-Trump forces have chosen Nikki mm. Haley as their preferred alternative. Mm. And uh, I, I think if it were Trump versus Haley, it would be something like 70 to 30 in, uh, uh, I don't think she'd do that well. I don't think she'd do that well. I'm really sorry, but no. Well, she she might do that well in South Carolina. Well, she doesn't seem to have been an absolutely horrible governor, although 
I've heard various things. Well, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, still remember the governor of South Carolina. What do you want? Yeah, well, you know, they're still fighting the Civil War there. So who the heck knows what's going on? Yeah. Well, anyways, but that but it it's just you know it's like uh, you know when this whole election cycle started, um, I was like, I don't care. Okay, I'm voting Republican mm -hmm. in November of 2024, and period, end of sentence, mm -hmm. and y'all can do whatever you want to. Now, uh, I like Ron DeSantis. I like Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, you know, but I'm looking at the polls, and the polls are telling me that Trump is going to run the table. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but, you but, might as well eight, just, you know. But eight years ago, the polls said he had no chance. Yeah. Well, so my point how, being no, that, that my point being that uh, everybody needs to calm the fuck down. I, okay? I, you know, leaving, I really do wish people would take a chill pill. Yeah. 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 I am tired of all the drama and people. I've got friends. Um, Hyperventilation. Hyperventilation. That's exactly what it is. I have got friends who are pro-Trump and friends mm. who are backing Ron DeSantis, and I see them going at each other, and I on you know on Twitter, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want any of that. I, it's like mm -hmm. you you people uh, aim your guns downrange. Would be oh yes, my circular advice. firing squad. That's us. Well, I mean, you know, here I am. I the the. Uh, candidate that I find least objectionable is DeSantis. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you right now, I'm not going to vote for the Democrat <laughs> next year. Yeah, we're, we've all kind of hit that point since the only plausible actual candidate is uh, Governor Hairgel. And oh, dear heavenly Lord, I fled California when he became, when while he was governor, guys. There's no way I'm voting. For Gavin. Yeah, and and well, and by the way, today I I shared a YouTube video with uh, uh, -huh. uh, uh with Diana uh, showing the scenes in uh, Oak, uh Berkeley, Berkeley, California, uh, uh, just business after business after business just closed down. I mean, Shattuck and University, Shattuck and San Pablo, Shattuck and uh, uh, Central. Um, now you get to central, you're kind of edging into a kind of a sketchy area or it used to be. Yeah. And, 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 and it's just, you know, uh, it, uh, this has consequences going to have consequences <sighs> nationally, perhaps even globally. Heavy ones. And all of these cities, you know, places like San Francisco, LA, Portland, uh, and by the way, Seattle. the same guy that shot this video has has done videos in portland seattle thank you la uh new york uh philadelphia baltimore all of these places where they've decided they're going to just let criminals run loose mm -hmm. they're suffering the same thing 
You know, mm -hmm. it was one thing, you know, the COVID pandemic, part of the reason why the West Coast is as bad as it is, these big cities on the West Coast, is because these were the states that had lockdowns, yep. you know, uh, going into 2021. It, I mean, you uh, know, no, they, they kept them up until 2023 almost. Yeah. It and, was amazing. And, you know, and this business of the COVID lockdowns mm -hmm. uh, just killing um, you know, like restaurants. Well, we, yeah, the only people that survived, uh, you know, and and, may, and prospered were the uh, online businesses that people were forced to do business with, and and, and Starbucks, and, and you know, the people working remotely, and this and that and the other, and the reduction of foot traffic. Well, let me tell you something, okay commercial real estate bad mm. news right now folks oh they, my god and there, it, there, was, mm -hmm. there have been a couple of terrific uh eight figure defaults this past uh, week yeah yes. in and, texas yes right, in texas oh wow houston and See, dallas what do you oh, expect yeah. and and you start having commercial real estate uh going bankrupt and who's left holding the bag? Oh, that would be the banks. The national banks. Yeah. And and so if the commercial real estate market just melts down, this is going to be worse than 2008, folks. Much. And, uh, and right now, I'm sure the Fed and the Treasury Department are doing everything they can to puff things up and stop this uh, uh, meltdown that's going to come sooner or later. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. There were a few businesses that, you know, did, I mean, the, the, the Amazons of the world uh, have, have done well and other online businesses have done well. But then those of us who are in business online still have to get our support from uh, our readers, viewers, whatever. Stacy, tell them about the yellow button. Yes, we have reached the shameless capitalism part of the program where I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow donate button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, any currency you got, except Russian rubles. Um, uh, just click the PayPal donate button and you can help support the blog, help support this podcast. But most of all, of course, uh, keep my wife happy because she likes it uh, when I make money off of this racket and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, <laughs> over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. Yeah, I have uh, a uh tip jar icon over there in the sidebar. And if you click on it, you'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support Hogwash or the podcast or both. Or you can support Hogwash by shopping at the Hogwash store. There's a link in the sidebar there as well. And you can also do your Christmas shopping. There's still lots of things that can be delivered before Christmas from Amazon. And you'll find Amazon links at Hogwash and at theothermccain.com when you use those links. Uh, because we both participate in the Amazon affiliate program, we get a cut of the action there. And we appreciate your support through all those ways. And regardless of how you choose to support us, 
Please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Now, Stacy, you mentioned. Go ahead. Go and ahead. And I was going to say, Stacy, I know what's coming next, and skip most of the most of the jokes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I was just I was just going to say, Stacy <laughs> talked about keeping his wife happy, and that's just <laughs> I can't get. Moms demand action. <laughs> Oh, moms demand action. Yes. Uh, folks, you may recall uh, that in November, we all had a good laugh when Susanna Gibson lost her race for the Virginia House of Delegates after it was revealed that she had engaged in live stream sex performances as quote unquote hot wife experience. And uh, uh, yeah, Luke Rosiak, and I'll still never get over this. Luke Rosiak got paid to watch these videos so that he could describe them at the Daily Wire. Luke, wherever you are, man, high five, bro. Uh, but anyways, uh, but, but when these videos came out in September, he said, the candidate is giving you meaning to mom's demand action. And uh, 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 he quoted uh, some of the things she said in these videos, which I will not quote, but she wanted to get railroaded by all of you. Okay. Also, y'all can watch her pee if you pay her enough. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why people think that that would be attractive to watch. Uh, I, you know, there's, you know, I, people I have are weird. <laughs> I explained this uh, last week. We were talking about this cult. Do you remember the cult that we were talking about and how weird they were? And the and the point is, is that in a planet, is that the colloidal silver silver? Right, right. The colloidal person? silver person. Yes, right. Okay. The uh, uh, I can't. Uh, the mother god. Yes, uh, <sighs> but. You know, the, the point is, is that the internet is so large. Billions mm. of people use the internet. And so that if you get, if you get one-tenth of one percent of, of a billion people is one-tenth. A of lot. One, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One-tenth of one percent of a billion is a million people. Okay, so so even the tiniest fraction of people being interested in um, water sports, I believe it's called um, uh, Rule Thirty Four. Rule Thirty Four, whatever it is, there uh, is yeah. porn of it. Yeah, um, yeah. If if it if you can conceive of it, there is porn of it. Um, right, there's right, right. Go ahead. There, the, Charles Frost wrote a really weird book about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyways, but what? But but the point is, is that watching uh, these things uh, on video, uh, you can it, apparently people profit from this. Mm -hmm. And Susanna Gibson was hot wife experience. Well, anyways, for some reason, for reasons unknown. Mm -hmm. um, Politico has decided to give Gibson a platform to try to 
redeem her political career. And they set up a Q&A with her. And, it, and, and here is uh, a two-sentence paragraph. The episode also detonated a debate in Virginia and beyond about digital and sexual privacy in 21st century politics in a possible reflection in a possible reflection of shifting social norms gibson nearly won the race anyway she lost by less than a thousand votes and has not ruled out a return to electoral politics in the future and i'm like i'm like what planet are these people living on right okay we're going to have a debate about digital and sexual privacy yeah i i, I vaguely uh, remember uh politico's coverage of the alleged p tapes that were part of the russia collusion hope right uh, right 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 you know and yeah they is, were they were salivating at the thought oh please please let us have those please please and the the republicans you know any republican who did something like this it would be game over Okay. Oh yeah. Except for George Santos, who was so shameless. But um, anyway, I don't but, know. Is he any less shameless, more shameless than Menendez with uh, gold bars that were part of an armed robbery, oh, or yeah. um, the or the cold cash, whatever? Who was that guy? Ninety thousand in this freezer. You can't leave that kind of cash lying around. Uh, um, Jefferson. What? Jefferson. His name? Cold yeah. cash. Jefferson. Yes, yes. Anyways, I, I remember that case. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, that was in uh, New Orleans, mm -hmm. and he got the uh, National Guard to take him to go get his money, uh, which was, uh, went during the uh, Katrina flood. Katrina, anyway, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, after all this uh, wonderful uh, fun and games in your post, uh, I had to add a comment which goes, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Brain. But I'm not sure I'd enjoy a hot wire experience. Yeah. Huh? Oh, oh, hot wipe. Yes. Well, anyways, <laughs> but but uh, the point is, is that she's trying to she claim lied. that Republican operatives somehow did something nefarious in uh, no. bringing this to the attention of the pub of the media. But the point is, is that when you load videos to a, a, a website, and this was on a site called Chatterbait. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, but but when you uh, upload videos like this to, to sign up for the account, you click a thing that said you accept the terms of service. I'm sure that somewhere in there it mentions the fact that whatever you upload to their site, they own it. Well, there's other things, uh, uh, either that or they get a royalty free license to it, which is what uh, uh, Twitter gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's, 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 here's the interesting thing. She's a registered nurse. She's a nursing practitioner. Okay. Her husband's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I a lot of us uh, wondered what it was, what was his motive in all this, yeah. right? And, and, uh, well, I tell you what, uh, it, it you know certainly uh, he is not somebody who I would consider for advice on a contract. Remind me sometime when we're not uh, mm -hmm. don't have microphones mm -hmm. in front of you to tell me 
that I can tell you what I found out years ago, back in 2009, um, there was an anti Palin blogger. Uh, do you remember the whole birther, the, the whole uh, trig truther phenomenon? Yeah. Right? There was somebody that was posting about that. And, uh, well, I found out a few facts about them and they deleted their blog. Diana, uh, if you're, uh, did we lose Diana? Well, again? you're, you're, you're not showing up as being in the room. You're showing up as being connected, but you're not showing a back. Ah, there you are back. I'm sorry. I got kicked off the Wi-Fi uh, because Rod decided to watch a video. I don't know. <laughs> well, but you're back now. Good. Uh, bandwidth shortage. But anyway, I, I reminded readers of the Anthony Weiner scandal. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I distinctly remember I was taking my son to, to some, I forget where I was taking him. He was 14 at the time. Yeah. And I was, um, Actually, he was 13. I, anyways, but the point is, he was 14. Now I, I'm doing the math. Uh, my son Jefferson was in the car, and I read him the riot act. You know, I said, son, don't ever put anything in an email or a text that you don't want to see on the front page of the New York Times. The internet is forever, mm -hmm. and people have this idea that they can be anonymous right online they can create these personas and and role play and do this that and the other online it's yeah. never gonna boomerang back on them well there's a reason why i i, I blog is who i am uh and the reason it's called a hogwash yeah yeah it's like it's like you don't you don't want mm -hmm. to go out there and and try to get that you there's no such thing as anonymity in the long run and there are people who are pushing a narrative and if they can uh grab a hold of something about you in order mm -hmm. to sell what they're selling they will rip you off and uh so yeah i mean yeah don't put anything out there that you don't want to see uh, right because there are people out there who are pushing a narrative and because they're pushing a narrative, they're not going to tell you what's really happening. Yes. You know, it, and the headline on my blog <laughs> this week, lesbian teacher mm. sentenced to prison for sexually molesting two teenage girls. Mm -hmm. That is the headline because that is what happened, but you're not going to see that in any other media. Um, uh, Dana Pico, uh, mm -hmm. my longtime blog buddy, mm -hmm. uh, as I call him, because we link each other frequently. Dana Pico uh, lives in Kentucky, and he uh, called our attention to the uh, story in the Lexington Herald Leader. Former Floyd County administrator pleads guilty to sexual contact involving mm -hmm. students. And uh, it tells you that this sexual contact occurred between 1997 and oh. 2007. And it tells you that the teacher, uh, the um, uh, person involved, April Blad Bradford, sexually abused two students while she was a teacher and coach during the yeah. students' middle and high school years. Wait, 
wait, did you say middle school? Oh, you did. yeah. Well, anyways, what they don't tell you anywhere in the story is the, is that the students were female. It doesn't mention that in the story. By the way, they don't include a mugshot in the Lexicon Herald uh, leader. Uh, you have to get that elsewhere. Uh, but uh, Dana Pico called our attention to the local news story. And, and Floyd County, uh, Kentucky is about an hour uh, uh, southwest of uh, uh, Lexington. Anyways, but the local news story had an interview with Jessica Hensley and Mary Prater, who were the two students uh, that, uh, former students, obviously, uh, who who uh, were the victims of April Bradford. And, and they were, they decided to go public so that this wouldn't happen to anyone else. And, uh, you know, and they spoke out and the the thing is, but the media won't tell you this. Okay, uh, the media start acting like um, um, uh, they, as I said, they they act as publicity agents for the for what used to be called the gay rights movement, but nowadays is the LGBTQ community, uh, and 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 I just don't. It, it, that's not what journalists should be doing. Journalists should not be in the business of uh, trying to protect the reputation of groups merely because they might be unpopular if the truth were told about them. Anyways, and, and as I point out, I have no idea uh, whether gay people are more or less likely uh, to uh, be involved in crimes like this. Uh, but the point is, is that, um, you know, Journalists should not be in the business of suppressing facts. Yeah. Um, yeah, Diana uh, just popped out again. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that she's having bandwidth issues again. Um, but um, uh, so anyway, we'll. We'll just, I guess we'll just move on to the next story. You know, it, it has to do, though, with the way newspapers do and don't report anymore. Um, and I have a, 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 I have a, a tagline I keep using on and off. Uh, Democracy dies in darkness. And I used it as a headline on a, a post about uh, over 750 unionized staffers at the Washington Post walked off the job on Thursday to protest a stalled contract talks with the newspaper. Yeah, actually quite very few readers actually noticed, but the contract negotiations have been going on for about a year and a half, but bargaining over salaries appears to be the big sticking point. The union is sinking minimums of a hundred kilobucks, a hundred thousand dollars a year for reporters. The post is offering uh, 73. Um, thousand. Yeah, so. yeah. That twenty-seven thousand dollar gap is unlikely to be bridged. I uh, you, it's hard so. to compromise on that. Well, not only that, but uh, uh, you know, uh, if I were Jeff Bezos, I would ta take the same uh, point of view uh, about reporters for the Post that Edison had about mathematicians. 
he said he could, I can hire all I want for $10 a month. <laughs> of course, that was, that was in the 1890s, but you get the point. Uh, there's plenty of competition for those job slots. Um, anyway, by the way, in 1975, do you remember, the, you may not remember, back in 75, there was a strike at the post when the, the printers went on strike. And uh, Catherine Graham solved the problem by hiring uh, more printers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, she just broke the union anyways. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, but the, the thing about this is that no honest person, no honest person, no one with integrity would work with the work for that goddamn corrupt pile of lies. Yeah. You need to, uh, is it my phone or yours? It's yours. Mine's muted. Well, anyways, um, it's Diana is uh, uh, sent a message, uh, sent me a text though, saying that she's having trouble with her. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, connection. but the but the point being that uh, it that I wouldn't be I wouldn't have my name associated with the Washington Post. It's so dishonest. Mm. Uh, I remember a story that they wrote about uh, Brett Kimberlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of bombs, yeah. Well, yeah, actually, though, there are some newspapers out there that are doing good, truthful reporting. For example, the Babylon Bee had a story uh, actually yesterday uh, or day before about Hunter B being uh, 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 Hunter Biden and being indicted for not paying taxes on his bribes. <laughs> Which is exactly right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's, that's the only income he had was bribery. But, so. but, but, I mean, you know, that's like a hundred percent accurate reporting and it's the Babylon B. Right. Yes. Well, anyways, well, uh, on the, on the, the earth shattering kaboom that we have all been waiting for. Yeah, go for it. Delusional sounding allegations is the headline. Uh, conspiracy kook killed an explosion. And by the way, there are people out there spinning conspiracy theories about this. And it's the CIA and everybody else is supposed to be involved in this. But police were attempting to serve a warrant Monday night at a home in Arlington, Virginia, when the house suddenly exploded, human remains were found at the scene of the blast and police say homeowner James W. U. Y. O. O. James W. U. died in the explosion. The cause of which is unknown. What is known, however, is that you had a history of mental illness that he filled his social media pages with bizarre messages and that he filed a lawsuit that was dismissed in 2018. The judge in that case, in, in writing the dismissal, um, uh, as described his complaint, uh, James Hughes' complaint, as consisting of delusional sounding allegations intermixed with other statements that seem more factual. Uh, the allegations frequently involve plaintiff's interaction with his sister and wife. The pleading included references to plaintiff being hospitalized at Rochester General Hospital against his will. 
and to various contacts with law enforcement. It all goes back to his divorce from his wife anyways, and the plaintiff, as the judge said, apparently believes there's connection between the alleged conspiracy, the terrorism on September 11, 2001, and the current investigation into the 2016 presidential election by special counsel Robert Mueller. And this is this grandiose uh, sort of thing. As I said, he was bonkers, berserk, daft, demented, off his rocker, a few fries short of a happy meal, and cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, uh, this guy had a history, in other words, and, um, uh, and, uh, but he was a pro se plaintiff, uh, filing a lawsuit, uh, uh, against, uh, innocent people based on his paranoid conspiracy theories. Uh, and he blew himself up. Yeah, well, I was just thinking when I read the, your post, uh, yeah, vexatious lawsuits and explosions. Why does this seem familiar? <laughs> well, Stacy and I both have been sued multiple times by a, a guy who's uh, probably best known as the Speedway Bomber, uh, Brett Kimberlin. And uh, uh, Kimberlin has been trying to get his... Uh, bombing convictions and related other convictions at the same time set aside uh, using various ways. And he was uh, uh, terminally unsuccessful on uh, his, what was probably the last criminal legal able uh, law, uh, able to attack his things. Uh, and, and over the last four or five years, in uh, the district court in Indianapolis and the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. And then last January, the Supreme Court basically uh, denied his uh, petition for them to get involved. So while that was going on and he realized that was happening, he filed a civil lawsuit against the ATF and the Department of Justice and the Attorney General and the Illinois State Police and a bunch of uh, uh, Illinois State Police detectives and officers, and a juror uh, in the trial and her husband alleging that they were had a conspiracy to uh, punish him for things he didn't do. And he was suing for $10 million because of the time he spent in prison because of all this. And he lost. And it was, the case was basically thrown out in the district court and the uh, Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals agreed, and he filed a petition for writ of certiorari in that case as well, pro se this time. And um, that's uh, been scheduled for conference. Yeah, well, what's happened is uh, uh, he filed his petition, and all of the respondents uh, sent waivers to the Supreme Court saying, uh, no, we're not even going to bother to argue this uh, about this. And uh, so it has been scheduled for uh, a conference on the 5th of, uh, by the uh, justices on the 5th of January. Now, what happens in, uh, when uh, an order denying an unsuccessful petition is published? Uh, it'll be on the Monday following the conference, which, which was considered so like his last cert petition. Uh, was considered on the 6th of January th this year, and the order to deny it came out on the 9th. 
So stay tuned, folks. Uh, I'm watching it, and I'll keep reporting on what's going on with that. Um, but Stacy, he's not the only uh, crazy person that we've ever interacted with. And I, from my experience, I agree with you that crazy people are dangerous. Crazy professors are dangerous. And uh, this week I was watching CNN. Yeah. Well, you were watching CNN. I was watching you CNN. CNN. You did that, did you? Well. <laughs> okay. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. Whenever there's a problem, Round Adventure Bay. Ryder and his team of pups will come and save the day. Marshall, Rubble, Chase, Rocky, Zuma, Sky, yeah, they're on the way. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. No job's too big, no pups too small. Paw Patrol, we're on a roll. So here we go, Paw Patrol, uh-oh. Paw Patrol, uh-oh. Paw Patrol. Yes, uh, whenever we mention CNN, yeah. uh, we play the Paw Patrol theme because the ratings at CNN are so low uh, that uh, they occasionally their primetime programming has lower ratings than reruns of the children's cartoon Paw Patrol on the Nickelodeon network. Anyway, so I was watching CNN and they went wall to wall uh, this week on Wednesday with coverage of a shooting on the campus of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV. And I was like, what is this about? And I was wondering why they were so obsessed with it. it. Three people were killed. Okay. Three people were killed. That's a slow Tuesday in Chicago. Okay. 541 people. Wait, that number may have gone up in the last three days. Let me check that out. I will, I will update you. Um, yeah, 547 people have been shot to death in Chicago so far this year. Six. It's, it's early in the evening. Yeah, yeah, but it's six since Wednesday. Uh, it's been added to that list. 547 people shot to death in Chicago so far this year, none of which have been covered by CNN. But this nut goes loose at uh, UNLV, and they stop everything to cover it at CNN. Well, anyways... Um, so I was suspicious. Why are we covering this? And then finally, uh, it came out that it was a disgruntled academic uh, behind this, a business studies professor who wrote a 15 page theory on the Zodiac serial killer and posted about powerful organizations bent on global domination, Shot and killed three people at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. The suspect, Anthony Polito, opened fire on the fourth floor of the Lee Business School at 11.45 a.m. Uh, officers located the gunman, shooting him dead. Uh, 67-year-old Anthony Polito uh, had been on the staff at Eastern Carolina University uh, between 2001 and 2017. It later turned out that he had applied for a job at UNLV. He was obsessed with Las Vegas, according to his former students. Anyway, so he'd applied for a job and got turned down, and this was apparently his response. But uh, among his um, 
among the stuff that he has posted on his page is a, a section entitled Powerful Organizations Bent on Global Domination that include the Rothschild family, the Bilderberger Group, the International Monetary Fund, and the Economics Department of MIT. So, uh, yeah, crazy people are dangerous. And, uh, uh, and this guy went out uh, in the proverbial hail of police gunfire. So uh, uh, watch out for your professors, you college kids out there, because, uh, you know, you never know. But I hear the boogie-woogie piano in the background that tells me we're now approaching the end of the hour, so uh, we will be back next week at uh, our usual time, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yep, and we'll see you then, Stacy, and uh, hopefully we'll get. Diana yeah, hope, hope to have Diana song. back. She uh, broke up this week, but uh, we'll see you and uh, uh, take care, John. Good night, Stacy, and good night, Diana, wherever you are. Good night. Mr. Briggs.